0: Welcome to r slash malicious compliance where a student outsmarts a principal. I work in a small local pet store where we sell crickets. We sell cricket cards. They're basically a card that has a given 250 crickets. The cards are 20 bucks and you save quite a bit of money by using them. Customers would tell us how many crickets and what size and we would go get them and scratch off the amount of crickets wanted. The bugs are bought in increments of 10. So someone couldn't get 15 crickets but had to get 10 or 20. One day, I had a lady come in and ask for 20 large crickets. I ran and got them and handed the bag of crickets to her. She stares at the bag for a few seconds and almost immediately blows up, yelling about how I tried to rip her off, giving her less crickets than she ordered and all that. She said she wanted to get exactly what she paid for. She wanted me to count them. Fine. I grabbed a pair of tongs and another bag and counted. She got 24 bugs. I apologized and took the extra four crickets. She started yelling that she wanted the extra few crickets. I just looked at her and, trying my hardest to keep a straight face, told her, you get exactly what you paid for. She turned a maroon color and stormed towards the door. She didn't know this, but we have two separate entrance and exit doors. She tried to exit the entrance door. I told her that the other door would let her out and have a good day. I haven't seen her since. Our next Reddit post is from Dr. Octagonopus. This actually happened in 2006 in my sophomore year of high school. we just gotten a new principal that year, and he decided to completely change the dress code. One of the new rules was that any male who wore pants with belt loops absolutely had to be wearing a belt. It was nearing the end of the year, and him and I had already had a few run-ins, which turned into him looking for any reason to write me up. I'm not saying that I was an angel or anything, but most of it came from me not being intimidated by him and standing up for myself when I honestly hadn't done anything wrong. I overslept one morning and was in a rush, and when I got to school, I realized that the shorts I was wearing had belt loops, and I'd forgotten to wear a belt. I didn't really care, as the punishment for dress code violations was always a warning unless it was reoccurring, and I'd never done this before. When we were changing classes, I passed by the principal in the hallway and noticed him looking at my beltless pants. I really didn't feel like dealing with him at the moment, so I slipped around the corner and into the swarm of other students before he could call me out. When I got to my next class, immediately the intercom came on. It was the principal making an announcement telling all teachers to check all boys pants and send any boys breaking dress code to detention for the rest of the day. This really ticked me off because I'd never broken dress code before. My pants weren't sagging, and most importantly, I wouldn't be eligible to play in our tennis match after school if I got detention. Luckily, my teacher wasn't in the classroom yet, but I knew that I wasn't getting out of it that easily. In a hasty decision, I ran to the teacher's desk, took her pair of scissors, and cut every belt loop of my pants, much to the amusement of my classmates. The teacher came in a minute later, completely missing the announcement, but sure enough, the principal sticks his head in the door about 10 minutes later after obviously noticing my absence in detention. He tried to play it off like he came to talk to the teacher about something, and just so happens that moment to notice my pants. With the smuggest look on his face, he said, O.P., did you wear a belt today? No, sir. Well, why aren't you in detention? I stood up and revealed my newly tailored pants and said, because I don't have belt loops, sir. Most of the class is losing it at this point, and if looks could kill, I'd be dead. There was nothing he could do, because no one would admit that I had just cut them, and the rules clearly stated that it was only against dress code if your pants had loops. This wasn't the end of our run-ins, but I at least won that round. Our next Reddit post is from getting a tent i just moved to Sydney and I'd been living in a share house for a few months that I found through a flat share website. We got on okay, would go out to parties together, etc. Most of the stuff in the house was theirs. I only brought my fridge and they'd just thrown theirs out, considering it replaced. I'm about to get the week's groceries and ask my housemate if she wants anything. No, she's good. I get lots of food to cook for the week and come home to find her standing awkwardly with her boyfriend. She had weird news. They decided to move out together. How exciting. Okay, so I guess that means I take over the lease? Nope, they considered themselves the last in a long line of friends who'd leased the house, and being the last to go thought it fitting to terminate the lease. They'd notified the landlord prior to speaking to any of us. They figured I could stay with my sister. Jack was only in the country another month, and Sarah was hardly here anyway. Okay, so I didn't have a leg to stand on legally. I wasn't signed on the lease, so I had three weeks to vacate. House hunting is like a part-time job, and I already had a full-time job. No time to cook all that food, I guess. Would have been good to know before I went shopping. I got lucky and found a house just down the road on the same day. Nice people, good spot, and close enough that I could move my things in by hand, immediately if I like. I slept in my new house that night, but I always like to think you haven't really moved in until your fridge is in. And don't worry, I had that sorted out too. The others in the house found new places quickly too, leaving the happy couple home alone. I came back to pick up a couple loose ends three weeks later and got to see their fridge work around in all its slumly glory. An esky full of food floating in melted ice. The revenge was petty and small, but proportionate to their actions. Our next Reddit post is from Jacobus. So I'm a software developer at a large company with about 1500 employees. My official position is a software developer, but since I've got quite a bit of experience and a somewhat non-standard skill set for this position, I've worked as a Linux admin and a DevOps engineer for around two years. I often get asked to do other things and just write code. I absolutely don't have a problem with that and even quite enjoy doing other things from time to time to break the monotony. Or rather, I did until one of the Hyatt managers noticed my particular skill set and started asking me to help out on other projects that were short on people. At first, I didn't really mind, but eventually it evolved into a situation where I would be reassigned to a different project every single week. A project change, for me, would mean downloading all their code, setting up the whole build and development environment, getting familiar with said project, and then finally being able to do some work this would usually take at least a day. I've tried talking to many different managers to try and do something about this because it was starting to affect my performance reviews to no avail. Some of them would tell me they would look into it, others wouldn't even bother to reply to my emails. And that's where I got really fed up. Now our project team usually sits together. We have multiple large open space offices and a few smaller ones with just a few people. I'm one of the lucky ones who gets to sit in one of the small ones, and I usually wouldn't physically move for these team changes because then I would be moving every single week. On a Monday morning, as usual, I got an email basically saying this. You're needed on Project XYZ immediately. Go over there to help them as soon as you can. The immediately and go over there parts are where they made a fatal mistake. I've always been one not to take flag from anyone, and malicious compliance is my default. So I immediately took the hint and did exactly what I've been asked to do. I stopped working on my current project immediately. This will be very relevant later. And even though I usually wouldn't have done this, I decided to physically move to the team I've been reassigned to. So for the rest of the day, I made a big spectacle of trying to move my entire workspace closer to that new project team. Making sure to only carry one thing at a time as not to injure myself, it was to an office on a different floor and the other side of the building. The next morning, I just started working on the new project like nothing happened. Well, fast forward three weeks. The project I've been taken off of has had huge delays and missed multiple client deadlines because of that thing I haven't been allowed to finish. In this industry, missing a client deadline means huge fines from both the client and sometimes also relevant government regulators. Managers started to reply to my emails and try to be much more careful with how they worded their requests. I haven't been asked to switch projects for three weeks now. I'm not worried about getting fired. I've been looking for something new for quite a while now. Down in the comments, MasterMad sums up this frustration quite well. Quarter 1 performance report. You need to be more company-minded and focus on helping with projects when requested. Quarter 2 Performance Report You need to be more focused on your own tasks and not be distracted by side projects. Quarter 3 Performance Report You need to be more company-minded and focus on helping with projects when requested. Quarter 4 Performance Report You need to work harder overall, and less coming into the office shouting, F you guys, I've had it with your incompetence. I found a new job where they appreciate me. I quit. Also, we haven't seen you around since then much. Maybe work on showing your face more and being approachable? Hello? Our next Reddit post is from Korhaka. I work in a small shop that fixes computers for people. This woman came in on a Tuesday and asked for us to fix her laptop. Sure, no problem took a brief look at it to assess what's a likely fault, probably a case of replacing the hard drive and reinstalling Windows. So I quoted her up to four working days to be completed as we usually work on things in the order they come in. She agrees to this and didn't pay for the fast service we offer, which would probably have been next day in this case. Anyway, come Thursday, she comes in expecting her laptop to be fixed. I tell her I'll check if it's been done yet. Having a look, I find it still on the shelf, but it's next in the queue to be looked at, so I tell her this. At this point, she goes effing ballistic, saying that she needs it fixed to do her self-employed job and that she cannot do work without it. I tell her if she wanted it done urgently, she should have brought it in on a fast service, but I can upgrade it right now and get it done either by the end of the day or tomorrow morning. She storms off and saying she isn't paying anything extra. All right, not paying any extra, I suppose that means she wants the standard speed then. I started working on it later that day, but then left it in a corner because I wanted it to be dry to take it outside and clean out the CPU fan. It was filthy. I timed it so that we notified her it was complete at about 30 minutes before closing on the fourth working day, Monday, complying with what was agreed, despite the fact that the laptop was basically completed around Friday lunchtime. She couldn't get it before we closed. What a shame and then picked it up on Tuesday, a full week after she brought it in. I met my end of the agreement to the letter. For customers who don't complain and shout at me, I usually get it done faster than agreed. I had one recently where I'm supposed to quote him about three days, but he was nice and we had a friendly chat for a while while I told him to come back in 30 minutes, as it was a model I was very familiar with and I knew I could do it there and then. Our next Reddit post is from Lesbian Moose. I was working for a child care center while I was in college. We staggered staff in and staggered them out so that we were always fully staffed when the kids were there and they all had various arrival and leaving times. The staff could be scheduled to arrive anytime between 7.30am and 2pm. I worked Monday through Friday, 830 to 430 30. Even though my schedule was fairly permanent, I would check the schedule that got sent out every Sunday evening. It would always get sent between 6 and 9pm and it would be for the current week so we had less than 24 hours notice for our weekly schedule. A hot mess express if you ask me, but I'm not in charge and my schedule's set so I don't race too much hell about it. One week I get the schedule and it says my arrival time is 9am instead of my usual 8.30 for the entire week. I figure they're just trying to make minor cuts and they really like having everyone under the full time threshold so I just assumed they were barely cutting my hours they could get away with it. No big deal, but I knew that most of the kids arrived at 9 so I would need more time to set up. I get there at 8.45 on Monday and set up quickly and go about my day. I do a little prep Monday night, so I don't have as much prep in the morning. So on Tuesday, I get there at 8.55, clock in, and begin my day. My week goes on like that with me prepping in the evening and getting there at 8.55 until Thursday when my boss calls me into the office and reprimands me for my tardiness. I tell her the schedule tells me that my arrival time is 9, so I'm actually arriving early every day. She says that the schedule says 9 just to indicate that you're the morning shift, but if you're scheduled for classroom time, you need to arrive at 8.30 regardless of what the schedule says so you have time to set up the classroom. I don't agree with this at all and it's obviously not true because not everyone arrives at 8.30 anyway. There has to be more distinction than just morning crew versus afternoon crew on the schedule, but she admits that she's partially to blame for the mix-up and doesn't turn it into a formal write-up. I start arriving at 8.30 every morning. Just like I had been before the weekend question, I'm not a late person. One week, I was going to be scheduled for the 1 to 6.30 shift because another coworker needed to switch with me and we'd both agreed to this. So the schedule comes out and says my arrival time is 1 p.m. I arrive at exactly 8.30, clock in, and sit my pretty butt in the office chair and wait. Well, eventually, my boss notices that I'm just hanging out in the office and asks what I'm doing. I say, well, I was told to arrive promptly at 830 no matter what the schedule says. So here I am. She says, we don't need you here for the morning so you can clock out and come back when your shift begins. Um, nope. I say, you can find a task for me to do until my shift starts at 1 or I can sit here. But I'm staying clocked in. You were the one that said I have to be here at 8.30 no matter what. I'm just following your instructions. I had to deep clean the entire school until my shift actually started, but it was so worth it because I still got paid for the whole day, and my boss had to admit to me she was full of it. Watching her try to backtrack was the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. So clearly what this manager was trying to do was to get you to come in at 8.30, but only pay you starting from 9. I'm pretty sure she was just trying to steal a half hour of work from you. Our next Reddit post is from MMSOR. 35 years ago, when I was a waitress in a diner, a family came in and each ordered a meal. There was a kid about maybe 12 years old and with his meal, he ordered a small drink. Times have mostly changed now, but back then, free refills weren't a thing. You got your drink, but you had to pay for a refill. Don't remember how much it cost. It was 35 years ago. So I brought out the drinks, and the kid was kind of snotty, going on about how he'd ordered a large drink, not a small drink. He hadn't done that, and normally I wouldn't mind switching it, but his unnecessary rudeness irritated me. So I went back to the drink station, poured the contents of his small drink into a large cup, and then packed it to the top with ice. Didn't add a drop more soda. He seemed pretty convinced he'd won the battle when I came back with his large drink, but I think I walked away having won the war. That was our slash malicious compliance. And if you liked this video, then let me know by hitting that like button because it really helps my channel out.